The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for participating, either all of you live streamers on Facebook now, or those of you that continue to support our show and downloading the various authors that we have, and practitioners, and enlightened people throughout the country and also the world. As you know how I feel about intentional, I feel so intentional about it that I mention it every every week. There's a big difference between people who are intentional and people who have intentions. Intentions are great ideas. They're the list we make. They're the to-dos that we're going to do and accomplish in our world. But it is the intentional person that's not waiting always on something else to happen, uh, not waiting for emotions to help them feel better. They remain intentional. They continue to take steps forward. They continue to take action. They continue to be dedicated to their dreams, and they don't sacrifice principle not even on a special occasion. I've had the good pleasure of knowing our featured author today for a very long time, and I know how intentional she is. She's a person that has grown into her dream uh, time and time again. I'd like to welcome Dr. Allison Kay to our show today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Reverend Temple Hayes, for that lovely, heartfelt welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I, I believe in your work and, and what you do and, and all that you're about. So uh, take a few moments and tell our listening audience a little bit about your path, how you became, um, you know, who you are on this journey. And as you and I know, we're still people in the midst of becoming. But uh, take take some time and tell them, how, how did you get interested in well-being and health and, you know, making a difference in the world? Okay. Well, on the last part of your question, making a difference in the world, I'm going to start with this description. My mom told me that when I was like about six years old and we would go on bike rides up to the local ice cream stand in Massachusetts, 
on Sundays, I would get my ice cream cone and apparently love it so much that I'd then walk around to the other folks at the stand sitting at the picnic tables eating their ice cream, and I'd offer a taste because it was so good I wanted to share it. <laughs> so apparently... I've always been this way all your life then. Oh my God, you did that. You got it. Bingo. <laughs> you, you got it. There's oh, always been this part of me that's just been feeling that connection into source and through nature. I spent every day after school, for the most part, um, before we'd start our homework, my older brother and I, we'd go out in the woods and just opened. I, I was just tuning while he was stepping on dead branches and crushing stuff as the male does. <laughs> I was tuning to the nature and and source showing up in all sorts of ways and just feeling totally connected and having my heart open. And yet, at the same time, I was playing around with this group of neighborhood boys that were my brother's friends. And it was winter. Maybe the snow was melting, so maybe towards spring. And there was a patch of ice on this um, river or creek that we lived next to, and it went under our road. And so they dared someone to get on a patch of ice from one side and go under the tunnel under our road and come out on the creek on the other side, and none of the boys would do it. So here I was. I volunteered, and I did it, and they all watched me and clapped as I came out the other side. So but this sense of courage and risk-taking has also been and is a primary, and I think you know that about me, um, a primary part of my being. And so here I am. I go to college at age 12, by the way. My mom mentions to me, Allison, you, know, you ought to consider being a psychologist. And so I, she knew me really, really well. Um, we had a very close relationship. And so I did. And when I got to my college, I by the third semester, and as a psych major, I was seeing it was all focused on the hardwiring and the brain and the application to industrial management. And just all this hard science that wasn't helpful in me understanding, well, how do human beings be happy? What makes them choose what they do? So ultimately, I ended up with a bachelor's in English literature. And then my first career was in um, politics. I ended up being a, a political consultant in California on the Clinton Gore election as well as local elections and got some really good results and um, was having a lot of pressure put on me for the general elections because I got some really good results. And so I learned to meditate. And from there on in, um, I started to work with an entirely different level of my being. I had always worked with my intellect up until then. And now I started to understand better that part of me that was the little girl I described in the beginning of answering your question. So I ended up with a master's in uh, public administration and public policy and couldn't find a job that paid me enough to pay back my student loans and other ones I was overqualified for. So I went back to my bachelor's and used English literature and became a classroom teacher and then began my energy medicine studies and did that alongside classroom teaching as a complement to, okay, what makes people happy, healthy, wealthy, and, and, and thriving? And so I was learning more and more about energy as I worked with people alongside teaching full-time. Uh, but then again, I found that I wasn't able to make myself live at a comfortable level with the teacher's salary, having to pay back student loans and just get organic produce and massage a week, a simple car and a simple home. So a friend eventually had come back from Korea and turned me on to the international teaching uh, system, school system, it's ISS. And so I um, decided to launch myself into Asia so I could learn alongside teaching 
in the pub, in the classroom, not the public, but international school system, I could study subtle energy and improve my results for my clients. And so that's what I did. And I ended up going to lots of monasteries and studying and talking with the Buddhist monks and learning Qigong and becoming a teacher of Qigong. And during this time, I was an endurance athlete the whole time and a vegetarian. And so I eventually became a personal trainer and got a PhD too as a holistic life coach and then came back here in 2010 to bring it all together as a full-time business and have been staying with it, Reverend Temple, because of the results it gets that you've come into contact with when we've been together at uh, local fairs. And so I keep doing it because it's, it's, there's something to the light that I, I work with and it affects change that people want. So I keep doing it. And we are in such a precious time right now. Uh, it's, you know, considered humanity's greatest evolutionary transition and it's huge. And so from 2012 to 2032, it's a 20 year window to, some are saying it in the way of to leap two dimensions to go from 3D to 5D. I don't feel like many people can relate to what that means. So I usually frame it in a way that we're just being asked to open and open and learn to come from beyond our intellect and beyond our ego identity, which when living in Asia in the Eastern Hemisphere, the entire backdrop has Buddhism, this practice of working with the mind and, and undoing and unraveling. Oh, I'm a yoga teacher certified in India too, by the way. So it's the sense of unraveling the ego. And over here, we go very much based on the personality cultivated by the identity, cultivated by the ego mind. So we're, we're in a sharp learning curve over here in North America. <laughs> Yeah. In particular, yeah, it's true. If, if what we say that you know we're here in a, a learning school, it, it's definitely we're all called to a greater time now um, to al- allow ourselves that deepening of, of learning. I know, I know. One of the things that that you and I have spoken about before, I believe in your work so much. You, this is your second time on the show, um, is that. You know, we like to say that the mind can get you where it is to this point because the mind's been operating on what it knows. And where we really learn to come from is the idea of the open heart because it is the heart that allows us to start moving forward into what we don't know yet. Uh, the heart opening of what you're talking about is that is that beginning energetically that often people have a, you know, they'll have a huge wake-up call. Uh, they understand they're doing a career they don't want to do. Um, they have some habits that they is destroying their lives. Um, they open up to you know families. I did a uh, memorial uh, on Sunday for a 25 year old woman that was stabbed in Queens. Uh, just you know, just had gotten out of college, had all the dreams of anybody that you could imagine, and and here's a family that. You know, a lot of them hadn't gotten along. And, you know, it's like at those moments, at those defining moments of of tremendous loss for ourselves, all the things that used to matter that much doesn't matter anymore. You know, the things that we thought were so important, the titles or the credentialing or how many CDs we have or, you know, all of those kind of things, they they can then be put in a perspective about our lives. And, with today's times, I mean, I love that you address uh, vibration. You've just written this book, Vibrational Upgrade. I love that. And Thank you. Um, Me too. Yeah. And I, I, what I've noticed about you through the years is what I admire. It's my commitment to life. 
Uh, when life in our culture throws us with things that are of a surprise or that strain us or drain us, uh, whether it's re- weather related or uh, politically related or whatever it is, um, to me, it's, you know, when tough things happen, um, there's some of us that have made a commitment to ourselves that energetically uh, we grow uh, larger. It doesn't mean we're in denial, but we're more determined than ever. And I, I want to thank you for that quality that you have because I admire it very much. A lot of healers and great thinkers and, and, and great teachers of our planet today, you know, they're they're talking about how weary they are right now. Excuse me. This is not that kind of time. <laughs> now, <laughs> we, we don't need you telling everybody how weary you are. You know, tell that privately in your home, but we need you to step up to the plate and to be more determined than ever because this is our time. We're, we're coming from that cocoon, you know, that chorilosis, that, that painful part of our evolution. We're being born. Yeah. I really believe that. Our What yeah. we've been dreaming of, of people waking up, of people stepping into who we are and all those wonderful conversations that we've been having for years, we're here now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, and I knew without asking you that you feel the same way. I just knew it. Yes. I can feel it. I can feel it in your yes. field. Yes. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, where I'm doing it, when I'm doing it. I, I, it's just phenomenal. I love what you just said, all of it. It's not a time to be. That's what we're moving into is this is no longer the time of life is hard. Life is full of suffering. I'm burdened. I had started to say, I think like about six years ago, I got this sense and, you know, I, I spent a lot of time cultivating my energy in, in practices for hours a day so I can continue to do what I do in here and receive guidance. And one of the pieces I got, Reverend Temple, a couple of, like six years ago, like I said, was that Christ has come off the cross. And I kept listening, and I was like, okay, what does that mean? And the idea of many things, a martyr, someone taking one for the team, that kind of thinking that you have to be strong and that life is a struggle and it's full of suffering, all of that was being wiped out. And the other version of Christ that didn't get talked about as much that I consider, and I grew up Jewish, mind you, but I, like, revolted against when I heard the rabbi talking about no, no human being can ever take the form or embody the form of God, so Jesus isn't real. I, I instinctively, at, like, 12, knew that wasn't right. And I was waiting outside one time after Hebrew school to get picked up um, in the carpool and all the bumper stickers on cars went by, or there weren't that many bumper stickers. It was Temple. But there was this one car that had a bumper sticker that said, Jews for Jesus. And I was like, yes! Oh, my God, that exists! So oh, there's my the team. Time. That's my club. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I'm like, it is something. <laughs> and so I, I, ha- I have this sense that Jesus is the strongest healer to ever walk the face of planet Earth. And the light, the golden light that emanates out of that heart is something that we can't 
embody it so strong and huge and high. And that's the aspects of Christ, the Christ consciousness in essence that we're moving into. And just to live from that heart, which has the aspects of courage and has the aspects of risk-taking and it has the spirit. One thing I love to turn people on to, a lot of folks in the spirit, and I even used to think this, in the spiritual and metaphysical community, the third eye is so important to open for the intuition. And yes, but at the same time, it's the heart that has the once I lived over with the Chinese for 10 years, they call the heart Shen in Chinese, but that's also their word for spirit, Shen. So it's in the same location, so they consider it the same thing. And so when we get this exuberance or this exhilaration or this enthusiasm to go there or be with that person or do this, it's actually intuitive guidance via our spirit in our heart saying yes, and that yes is meant to be followed. So we're meant to follow our bliss Excuse the cliche, but that's, and that's what this whole next book that just releases all about. And it is a conspiracy for our bliss. And it's the mind that does a great job of keeping us protected. And it does its filing. Like when I was teaching AP Psych, I used to teach the two chapters on how the mind sees data through the five physical senses, goes into the brain to get it classified, ends up with a label. And if we come across something we don't know, like we're in Asia and there's a fruit that looks like a pear, it's not something that we know. But it, it looks like a pear. The mind does that. It goes to what is this that I know? Oh, a pear. Okay, let's call it Asian pear. So the mind can only file and classify and evaluate and judge based on the nose. So if we're wanting to move beyond what we know, it's not the mind that's the tool that's to be used. The go-to tool is the heart. And that is everything about what times we're living in today, including I'm free, I feel expansive, I feel light, instead of any thought that makes us feel heavy or guilty or burdened, is not, no longer the kinds of thinking to follow. Guilt, shame, fear, that isn't true. Any thought that makes us feel that light, expansiveness, openness, that helps us to follow our heart more, that's actually true. But we are so conditioned to follow what's heavy and believe that. You're, you're, you're so spot on. I, I, I love your teaching. And, and one of the things I've noted uh, through the years of uh, spiritual leadership as well as in my, in my work in shamanism is that, that yeah. sacred saboteur uh, that is, is lying within you know, each and every one of us. And it's the question of you know, what do we feed in our lives? Yeah. And if you're, if you're using the model of a, a Christ-type life or a, a Jesus life. Um, I know for me early on, um, I knew some great people and they died young. And then I was brought up in traditional Christianity that kind of implied if you were a really good person, you're going to check out early. You know, so oh, I wow. think that, that's, a, that's something that lies dormant with a lot of people. As long as I mess up, I'm probably guaranteed to stay here longer. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily implying that people are conscious of that, but I, I do sure. see a lot of gifted healers that they just, they continue to go through the phase of messing up or, or, uh, or getting off in, you know, some kind of uh, self-sabotaging uh, issue that, that just says, well, I'm, I'm still not there yet. I'm still not there yet. You know, that, that level of that self-appointed uh, perfectionism. And that's a, that's a key thing. I mean, and in, in, in you're using the teaching of Jesus. It's like, I'm going to go away, people. I'm going away for 40 days. And I'm going to get really clear. And I'm going to get really clear within my being within that window of time that I'm not going to give in to the temptation 
of sabotaging my life anymore. I know this is why I'm here, and I'm very clear about it. And and that's not just a, a Jesus idea. That's an ex- example of lying dormant within each and every one of us. Is that mm-hmm. whatever we face, if we make that vibrational decision to be more, uh, to be developed more, to be stronger, to be more accomplished, to be more capable as a healer, oh, wow, you know, uh, an hour isn't long enough for us to get all excited about, you know, what is possible. Yeah. And I, I know that story mm-hmm. and you know that story, not because we took a long weekend course or we paid for a retreat <laughs> in Hawaii. It's because we have seen that within ourselves to be true. You know, I was that person that, I would, you know, win the trophy and then go mess up. I would make the mark and then be recognized, and then I would sabotage my my life again. And I I know what that's about. But I also know at some point there needs to be that clear decision that is about it's a vibrational upgrade. And that's why I love the title of your book, Vibrational Upgrade, A Conspiracy for Your Bliss. It's that what is that? that is lying within us that we can continue to move forward, you know, and not have our feelings, not have them denied, but not have them dominate our entire lives. It's a very powerful thing. You speak of something that's, really what I'm working with day in and day out, Reverend Temple, with people on my table or my client base is like 65% international or not local um, and 35% local. And whether they're with me in the room or they're um, with me on the line, they're presenting some form of not allowing the full existence of that part of them that desires their well-being and happiness. So, for example, I have... One of my clients, this incredible woman who was a senator in a foreign country and of the Nationalist Party, and it's from an Eastern country, and she actually asked me in the first session, I think that we were hit with black magic, um, her and her husband, in order to get them out of the Senate. And I instantly knew what she was talking about, having lived in the East and understanding their construction of black magic. And so... The bottom line is is that she was taught as a young child to just toss from grandparents to other people and uh, her parents, when I say other people, to be clear, and was not taught to, uh, a value um, in herself. And so those, and I taught this in the psych classroom from zero to eight, the feelings, the energetics that we exist within, because energy is our first language, regardless of the native tongue. And so there's energy we absorb and we get conditioned by as the neurology and all the wiring and not just in the brain, but throughout the body with that mind body connection as it all gets wired. And so people can, there has to be that clearing uh, of the found, what I call the foundational energy patterns that come from the subconscious and the unconscious lockdown of energy in a false conclusion. Like I'm not worthy or I don't deserve to move beyond my parents' level because it'll be disrespectful or I don't have success, that's what my brother does, or any of those kinds of unconscious beliefs that cause someone to choose what they do to cut off 
their bliss because it really is what we're talking about is following our bliss and letting that part of what we really truly desire to emerge and allow ourselves to construct it. We were in, um, so I taught English literature in AP Psych and I was in the lit classroom with high school students who we were talking about if humans were basically good or evil and I was teaching from the Dalai Lama's text in my psych class actually as well as the typical College 101 psych book and we were looking at how he says in his response to the question, are humans basically good or evil? The Dalai Lama said, well, we'd be gone by now. Um, we've spent centuries building, you know, we have the baker, we have the weaver, we have the um, clothing maker, we have everybody working together to build a community. And so if human beings were inherently evil, then it would have been destructiveness that took over, not constructiveness. So he, I love it because he defines construction and constructive building as the definition for good and the definition for evil is destruction. And he's not Western trained, but that's also biblical, you know, good and evil that right. black. Yeah. So I feel like if we see ourselves saying and hear ourselves saying and feel ourselves feeling that we want that, no, I don't mean new car. I mean, we want that for our lives. We, we real, our heart opens and we get lighter and more joyous when we think of being that or around those types of people and doing that. And then we see our behavior and our choices not going for that. That's when we know there's an unconscious or subconscious disconnect. And that's when to reach out to somebody like me, especially somebody that you can see that they get results, not somebody who's just um, playing around and not to um, dismiss anybody who's attempting to do healing work, but I don't want it to be like supplements. Sometimes people will take natural supplements and they won't take a good quality supplement. It's unregulated as an industry or they won't take the correct dosage and they'll walk away saying supplements don't work. And it's not accurate. It's the same thing with energy medicine. So you want to, you know, do your due diligence with finding out somebody who is affecting results like the kind you want based on what you see on the website and follow your knowing, follow your yes, the instant right. magnetism. But we are meant to have that light buoyancy. And when we see ourselves getting heavier, um, it's not, as you said, not to ignore it, but it's to, okay, what is this? And as you hear your mind, because your mind, it's automatic. It's a reflex. As you, as the soul goes or the spirit goes for more expansion, the mind is going to snap us back. It's, a, it's not even you. There's a level of this that's beyond you, beyond where you come from, beyond your family, beyond your beliefs. And it's just the nature of the beast that we're working with. As we go for expansion, which is um, not contraction, then we will go back into contraction. So you think of, frankly, an orgasm, or you think of working out at the gym. The muscle contracts before it expands. Anything before it expands contracts. The same with a rubber band. We do the same thing. So as our spirit reaches out for more and gets bigger and wants to grow like a tree limb, which is our nature, the ego is going to snap us back into caution, fear, and doubt. And it's going to come up with that list of why you can't go for that thing. So it's even beyond you. It's a reflex. <laughs> I love it. And as you're, as you're talking, I'm, I'm getting the visual of, uh, I'm having kind of a little epiphany moment of, I'm thinking about, you know, that little seed that has that intelligence that will literally burst through the cement. This little yeah. plant, you know, it, it knew it was destined to be, and it literally broke through the cement 
while at the same time somebody else is saying, you know, they don't have it within them to get dressed and go out of the house. And I'm thinking, <laughs> there's such a call for making a connection in the world, isn't there? Oh, my goodness. Making that connection to, to what we believe. And that's why you uh, wrote the book. Tell us about the book. First of all, I understand um, there's a new website created for it. It's called vibrationalupgradethebook.com. So you can go to vibrationalupgradethebook.com. And what are we going to get from that by going there? Thank you, Reverend Temple Hayes, my dear, for getting that straight. (laughs) Um, I threw that out of it at the last minute, Um, y'all. The page, vibrationalupgradethebook.com, we're now coming out with bonuses, and the timing is in part because the holidays are coming up. One of the bonuses is going back to the very first thing Reverend Temple said in the start of our time together today about being intentional, where you consistently, continually choose and take action. And this, so I work a lot through the chakra system because of all my studies through the different ancient cultures. I find the chakra system the most consistent and reliable as an intersection of the mind, the body, and the spirit from after decades of studies and application and exploration with thousands of people from around the world, as well as myself. I, I see that I can unravel and undo the foundational energy patterns like what we've been talking about to open up for the expansion, to help the person feel more inclined towards the opening and the awakening and the yes in the building and the constructiveness and less inclined towards the other. And so I have a product series for each chakra. And actually, folks you know have used it and changed their lives, Urban Temple, um, a big shining star. I don't want to say her name, but she's very active in the temple. One of the first people I worked with in St. Pete when I got back, actually. So um, one of giving, I want to give the, or I'm wanting to gift the third chakra's MP3, which is $47 on my website normally, because this is the one that is so, there's so many aspects of what we're talking about in the third chakra. It's the solar plexus one. So chakra means wheel in Sanskrit, and if it's closed, it doesn't turn by the life force energy in the area. And so the muscles will get tighter. The hormone, each chakra is linked to a major hormonal gland. So the entire endocrine system is covered by the chakra column. Candace Pert, uh, a researcher for the pharmaceutical companies before she changed out of research and four pharmaceutical companies discovered that the biggest gathering of nerve receptor sites along the spine are at actually where the chakras are. So that's validating the ancient understanding of the biggest mind-body communications happening from the mind to each chakra. So there's scientific validation, yeah, of the chakra system at this point. And the third is at the solar plexus, and it's responsible for the pancreas. And this one has in it the qualities of absorbing the, it's where we get the gut feeling from. So when we walk in a room and we have a sense of something, that clear sentient equipment or machinery is actually in the solar plexus. But if we've grown up in such a way that we're um, more inclined towards paying attention to the external environment and less inclined to listening to ourselves, because it's meant to be a balance, then we, people have come to me with these distorted third chakras where it it's, looks like a distorted flower that didn't open right. 
and it because it, it's so taking in too much from the outside world. So if you feel like you absorb too much of other people's energy or you feel anxious, like even gastric upset is a sign that you're absorbing other people's anxiousness at times, um, then this is a good this is the chakra to work with to help get a stronger sense of boundaries where you can be attuned to your own internal information and then still pick up the external information, but not in a way that causes you to fold in on yourself. Self-confidence right. and self-esteem are also here. That interestingly, it, I mean, this is why I say it's a conspiracy for your bliss because it's all like this design. So this is where we manifest out in the world from. This is where we will manifest new radio shows, new projects, new books, uh, new ventures, this is the element of fire and this is our power center in the traditional chakra system because I do Qigong, I consider the second chakra or the Dantian also a power center. But this is the traditional power center in the chakra system and it's the fire element and we go here for our power and we use it to manifest. But what's also here is the inner child with the aspect of joy. So if we're not manifesting out in the world what brings us joy, then this chakra doesn't stay open and balanced and we don't have the necessary power. So because it's linked to the pancreas, sugar metabolism, what we'll end up doing is if we are burnt out and being overproductive and and, and having to accomplish all these tasks and our juice isn't turned on by it, we're going to feed ourselves with simple sugars like pastry and bread. And It is set up for us to be happy because we'll have this chakra thriving and the necessary energy to go out there and create what we want in the world if we're creating joy and our inner child's happy from it. So you can see that this is the perfect chakra for the holidays leading into the new year. So I wanted to gift this. So you'll get that. And then John Astaroth has a video, too, about how to write a best-selling book. And you can go to Amazon, go to Vibrational Upgrade, the book. And for 99 cents, it's still at that special rate. You can get any kind of digital format version. So Kindle, Nook, uh, iBook, or any any version that you need for 99 cents in the simple instructions i'm sending you to vibrational upgrade the book.com because there's simple instructions on where to email your receipt to and then you'll get the bonuses so you get a 50 dollars product for me for free that can change it's changed people's lives just this one this is every shackle mp3 on that in that chakra series is usually 15 minutes of instruction. This one's 30 because it's such a complex chakra that covers so much in our lives. So just if you did it for that alone to get it for free, do it! Because <laughs> you'll feel better and you'll, it'll be easier for you to create what you want and harder for you to say no to yourself. I was um, uh, kind of visiting in my in my memory a little bit about some of the things when the um, third chakra is not uh, really opened or uh, I mean they're all open but I, I liken it to like that of you always have run, uh, water running through your garden hose or your you know your lawn hose but it's kinked you know it, it's not ever really totally blocked but it, it's kind of like the cord is kinked there was um, my mind I was kind of going through memory recall of some of the the things that are we are affected by when we have uh, too much going on with the third chakra. Do you recall what some of those are? I'm just kind of drawing a blank about that. Um, fatigue would be one of those, right? Yeah. So um, I said so a couple of them. Fatigue. So if 
fatigue is, is, is um, so the third and the fifth chakras, the ones in the root where we get our sources of energy from, different kinds of energy. And right. you heard me just, yeah, so some of the fatigue will be hit from this chakra being underactive because they can, they can be excessive too as well as exactly what you just described. It's a great visual. Um, may I borrow that in the future, the garden hose one? Oh, please, yeah, absolutely, because, uh, you know, sometimes when you see people and you make an assessment, like, there seems to be blockage, you know, in your third mm -hmm. chakra or your second chakra, their eyes get real big, like something's broken, and so I, I like to use that analogy because I say water is still going through the hose, but because it's kinked, it's just not flowing, you know, as effectively as it could be. So it's not what's broken, it's what could be better, you know. Yeah, and then there's the whole 12 chakra system that we could be, we're moving into uh, by 2032, which is a whole nother show and a whole nother discussion. The flow going right. through the seven, like a full garden hose, like you're saying, is the start of it. Heck yeah. So we'll also not go for it. So if our third chakra is either too attuned to the outside world, we'll absorb more energy of others, we'll be codependent, we'll um, take on the energy of others and not know where we end and others begin. We won't have strong boundaries. We'll, our sense of empathicness will typically lead to us overgiving. Um, we, won't, we won't have the confidence and self-esteem to go for what we really want. We'll um, tend to be timid and shy and lack in that. Um, We'll eat a lot of sugar, uh, simple sugar, not the good ones, to give ourselves the energy to get by. Or we'll drink stimulants uh, to give us the energy to get by. Um, gastric upset. Um, not having a sense of playfulness, not having a sense of uh, the inner child when I say playfulness, because there's a couple of other chakras that help with playfulness, but this one's more like just the glee, the childlike glee. Uh, and, and ah, kind of high, just joyous playfulness. Um, <laughs> <all of this. laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Well, uh, give us a couple of examples of um, some of the people that have read your material recently, a little aha moment that they've had or, you know, because I, I know that you're filled with stories of, of people that you've known and uh, you have known and people that you've worked with. Um, so give us a kind of a before and after picture. Mm. Okay. Um, one of them is a French man in his late 40s, and he grew up in an African colony, a French colony, and then he moved to Paris, and he was he grew up with a single mother who was a nun for a while and he was the only and it was a there was no father figure and he grew up with a lot of aunties and he absorbed the energetics of men are to be shied away from men are bad sex is, is not good uh it's a horrendous act um and he was meant to be a good little boy he was otherwise like a quiet not really talking kind of out of in the corner, like just be a good boy. We can't handle anything more than that. And so he ended up getting divorced because he picked a woman who was just like his mother controlling and dominating where he had to just be quiet and not 
speak up for himself and just take on being a bad person. And so he was blamed for everything. And so they divorced. And now he's been working with me unraveling that. And he's had a lot gained from the third chakra, especially getting worked on, as well as the second, that he has the right to feel the way he feels. Every chakra has the right to it. And the third is the right to desire what you desire. And he felt dirty for desiring uh, healthy relationships with women. He felt dirty even about the the sexual act, like he was doing something violent to women. And so he couldn't re- allow himself to feel free to engage in, the, in, in that act of intimacy. And so it messed him up with his even initial meetings with women. Um, he would present himself in a way that he felt was supposed to be what a short black man or a short African man was supposed to present himself like. He had people, he could see and feel and absorb people's projections onto him on the street, so he must be tough. And so he developed this tough exterior exterior that had him ignoring his um, softer side that he really wanted to honor. And so he's been learning how, so now he can easily go in and talk to women without feeling like he's a, a vulture preying on them. Um, He's learning how to open up and, and, and allow himself to express himself sexually with comfort. He's realizing he's not bad for being a male and that men aren't bad. He's learning how to express himself in a gentle way while still clearly articulating his point in a way that he doesn't hold back out of fear of offending them or that he's not supposed to be giving an opinion. So. He's learning how to relate with women and be in a healthy relationship as well as go out into the world and not have to project this strong image but be who he is and that that's okay. It's a brilliant success story. I could go on and on about this one man. I'm so absolutely ecstatic about the changes that this beautiful person is making um, for his life. And then there's another male uh, in his late 60s, uh, an environmental scientist who's been one of the main voices. It's from another country, too, of, against global warming, warning about it for decades, and he grew up in an environment where um, he was, he was just telling me this morning, because I had his session right before us, um, that his mother didn't know what to do with him. He had so much energy. When he was two, apparently, he crawled out of the playpen and up onto the fireplace's mantle. Um, He was so active, and she ended up tying him to a tree when he was little to have him be managed, and so, yeah, I know. So, um, he, his father actually also told him he was stupid, and so what he did was he said, oh, no, I'm not. He had a science teacher stick up for him in high school in a way that made my client go into science. This teacher turned his life around, so my client got used to proving himself, yeah. My client got used to proving himself through his intellect, but didn't end up ground, grounded in his body, kind of ignored his body a bit. Um, it was, it had a strong intuition, but was much more intellectually geared, so he would push the intuition aside and ended up with a buildup of energy in his head. And so he couldn't concentrate or focus. And he is able to now, to the point that he got diagnosed with ADD as an adult. Um, But it's real. I don't, I'm not, this isn't the kind of place to talk about ADD, but by balancing out his sixth chakra in the hemispheres, of both intellectual and intuitive use as we're meant to be, he can concentrate with ease now. He doesn't feel this burden where he has to speak out about the world's ills and he isn't heard. Instead, he's able to identify now because he wasn't listened to as a kid with his needs and his opinions. Um, He's able to now see where he's actually heard and he actually has more speaking gigs coming into him now than ever before and he's able to see 
<laughs> where he's actually helping others gain in wisdom and apply it to new policies for uh, protection against global warming, which he wasn't able to do before. He just, his fifth chakra was so excessive and um, meaning overrun and widely, it was too open because he was used to pouring out his voice and not, it didn't feel heard. And so he was then choosing ineffective means of voicing his concerns. And so now he's choosing more on point ways of communicating as well as not finding it his own burden to be helping save the world from global warming. He's actually transitioned to only working part-time now, and he's out playing a lot more golf and having a lot more fun. <laughs> so there's two. <laughs> I love it. Those are incredible stories. And um, for those of you that are out there today in our listening audience, and, and you're, you know, the, the, the key to, you know, we were, were taught, uh, many years ago to change your thinking and change your life. And there's a deepening of, of change your energy and your life will change. And and when we talk about the ability to to have a, a well-balanced life, one of the things that are, is very clear is that we know that we're talking about things on a vibrational level. It, it's those kind of things like if you, is it so you go to the mall and you'll walk into one store, and it looks like they have wonderful things. Um, it's very inviting. Uh, the window is decorated uh, beautifully. Uh, they have a lot of professionals that come in, and they've set it all up. But you walk in, and the moment you're in there, something tells you to leave, right? And then you walk into another store, and you walk in, and there's something that you don't want to leave. And let's say that you had kind of made a decision in advance, like I don't really need anything. I'm not really shopping for anything in particular, but before you know it, you've, you bought six things, <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> right? I, I know I just yeah. described, I described you, but there's a, there's a vibration there that is of, of one of giving of one of love of one of, uh, of an essence and it, it, it makes all the difference in the world. It's why we're willing to go to a restaurant and wait in line uh, for an hour to be served a meal when the one two doors down doesn't have anybody there. It's all about a vibration that we have, um, that we connect with each other, that we resonate with each other, that we develop our own tribes, if you will of people that uh, we just feel better because we're with them. There's something about them that because we were around them, we, we felt more energized or we felt more happy or, or more hopeful or whatever it may be. So I encourage you to, um, I don't know what happens, how it happens, uh, Dr. K, but every time we talk, the hour just goes by. But I want to encourage people to go to your, your website. It's Allison with one L, Allison JK. Dot com, as well as uh, get her free gift, vibrational upgrade the book.com. Um, you know, all of you, how much I greatly appreciate the support that you offer us, uh, both me and Unity Online Radio, that we remain a voice uh, for an awakened world, that we offer tools rather than rules, which will support people in everyday life, practical application or inspiration for all of you that are out there being intentional right now at this time in, in your life. 
You can go to my website, templehays.com, or join us anytime at firstunity.org. And I love hearing the types of shows that you would like to see us have. Well, it sounds like we need to book you again for the 12 Chakra program. Thank you again for all the work that you're doing. Um, Allison, really appreciate you and applaud you. And I thank you for uh, being more clear than ever of the work you're to do in the world. So thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. And God bless all of you on this amazing journey that, that we call life. That's the secret. Live, live fully, and play full out, and all is well. Thank you, Reverend Temple Hayes, for your grace. And Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. can choose to focus on what you perceive as lacking in your life, or you can change your outlook. You can become wise to wonderful ways of playing the game of life. Count your blessings. Instead of focusing on what you believe is missing, let yourself become aware of how truly blessed you already are. This is the way to build an attitude of gratitude. Give thanks for all of the abundance you're presently enjoying, and for the abundance of every good thing that's on its way to you. Everything you need to be happy is already within you, waiting to be discovered. Unlimited happiness and fulfillment can be yours. Unlock the door to undiscovered treasure by building an attitude of gratitude. This law of life is brought to you by Unity. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. This Christmas, recall the childlike joy of the holidays with The Wonder of Christmas, a new Advent booklet from Unity. Request or download your free booklet today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. The Wonder of Christmas supports your Advent journey with inspirational messages, scripture, uplifting stories, beautiful poems, and more. Download or request your free copy today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. That's unity.org slash UOR Advent. But hurry, Advent begins November 27th. 
At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. This Christmas, recall the childlike joy of the holidays with The Wonder of Christmas, a new Advent booklet from Unity. Request or download your free booklet today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. The Wonder of Christmas supports your Advent journey with inspirational messages, scripture, uplifting stories, beautiful poems, and more. Download or request your free copy today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. That's unity.org slash UOR Advent. But hurry. Advent begins November 27th. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. 
the lotus, and the lily. And your soul wants five things. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. of thousands of listeners like you have been transformed through the ministry of Paulette Pipe and her program, Touching the Stillness, one of the longest-running programs on Unity Online Radio. Paulette's latest album of guided meditations, Blissful Stillness, is a new and different experience. The mystical quality of her beautiful voice will reverberate through a Zen-style meditation, a mudra meditation, which are yoga hand positions to deepen your practice, and guided meditations, which we know and love. It features a new instrumental sound by Kelly Hunt with a bonus track by Kathy Zavada. Experience a blissful immersion into quiet and stillness by purchasing your own copy at Shop. Dot unityonline.org Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? 
Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.